Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. That's the way the tire buying should be. Um, there is a statement being made in sports which is categorically false. And it will make me sound like the biggest hater. He's such a hater on earth. But somebody's got to say it. And I'll walk you through it. 
in just a second. We got a great show for you. I don't often say great when I don't think it's going to be great. I, I say other things. I find other ways to say things like that. But we have a great show for you. Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, uh, NBA insider, will join us upcoming. Uh, we also have, uh, I think Marty Morningweek is going to stop by, second hour of the show. He works for the 33rd team. 33rd team is a website where you have basically former NFL players and guys all um, working together and give you real insight. Uh, if, if you want to check out, we're doing, we got the podcast afterwards. If you want to check out the pod, I think you're going to love um, a take that Jay Stu has in regards to so many of these, so many of these crazy wild sports radio guys who have a mock draft and then draft grades and his feelings about those guys. Right? His feelings about those guys. But uh, let's, let, let's start with this. Yesterday, in one of the great performances in recent memory in NBA playoffs history, Steph Curry on the road against the Sacramento Kings drops 50. And as the, as the Warriors do, they win the third quarter, they win the fourth quarter, and they advance to take on the Lakers in the conference semifinals. Met with that is the sudden uh, proclamation by many, including colleagues at Fox, respected colleagues at Fox, who say crazy things that we all know are not true to those of us who lived through previous eras. The statement, Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time. Can I quickly uh, dismantle that one? First of all, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. Played 12 seasons in the NBA. He went to nine NBA finals. He led the world in assists, I think, uh, five times. He was also a five-time NBA champion. And to anyone who wants to point out, well, Magic didn't shoot the ball. He's not the shooter of Steph Curry. He's a point guard. If you wanted him to play in this era, okay, if you wanted him to play in this era, he'd probably be LeBron James. Or, you know, like, of course he would have shot the ball better. Guys, it was a skill that's demanded upon a young player at a younger age. Steph Curry told me once, and it was a brilliant statement, I mean, the thing about guys in even my dad's generation or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or whatever is I've never played on a court that didn't have a three-point line. They played most of their lives with no three-point line until they got to the pros and it wasn't embraced in the NBA. It's a different game. So all you can take is the dominance of the game at that stage. But if we want to compare this era, this era, Steph Curry is... First of all, he's a hybrid guard or a combo guard or a scoring guard, and he's great. He's in any discussions of the greatest perimeter scores in the history of the sport. I would say that as a scorer, Kevin Durant is better. He's a better pure scorer, but he's not the passer of Steph. Maybe doesn't have the range of Steph. And again, we also give extra credit to Steph because he's little, Whereas with Kevin Durant, we're like, well, he's not little. But he's a better better passer. And because he brings the ball up the court more, there's the feeling that he's a point guard. He's So if Steph Curry... But here's the argument. Is Steph Curry a point guard? I would say no. 
because he's as or more dangerous without the basketball as he is with the basketball. But if you want to say Steph Curry's a point guard, that's fine. I would also say that, um, I don't know, LeBron James would similarly be guarded, would similarly be called a point guard if the he creates shots, he dominates the ball, he brings it up the court, he's the guy. When they won an NBA championship with the Lakers, he was their point guard. Now, with the uh, with the Heat, technically they had Mario Chalmers, but everything ran through LeBron. With the Cavs, Kyrie plays off the ball as much as on the ball. It, there's some very similar aspects. So if we say Steph's a point guard, we also should say LeBron's a point guard. And if LeBron's a point guard, he's had a better career than Steph Curry. So even if we eliminated Magic Johnson because, I don't know, he played in a different era, so we don't respect it. Whatever you want to say about it, that's fine. But if you eliminate Magic Johnson, which you shouldn't because he's the greatest point guard of all time, then you also have to say that LeBron James is a point guard. And there isn't anyone who would argue that Steph Curry has had as good a career as LeBron James. Would they? So what is this discussion? We do stupid things, but the stupidest thing the media does is we watch one game and we go crazy. Like, we've done the same thing anti-Steph when he hasn't made the big shot at the end of the game. Or he hasn't played well. Oh, Steph's got to play better in the finals. Yeah, no duh. There is yet to be a guy that plays great in every NBA finals game. Here's Steph Curry having an exchange with a reporter after the game. You just carry team. You got a 50 points, and the dreamer just called you dominate again. So who can stop Steph Curry? Hopefully, we'll never find. Uh, here's Clay Thompson talking about Steph. Oh wow! Thank you. Uh, that's the best. I mean, especially when you have an off night yourself or the team. No one really shot it particularly well, except for Steph. And. There's a reason he's a two-time MVP, a finals MVP, is because he uh, pushes us over the top in moments like this. And when he's in the zone like that, you try to just get him in his spots, get him the ball, get out the way. Gosh, what an incredible performance. This is a game seven I'll forever remember as the Steph Curry game. And he's just uh, a joy to watch and play with. I mean, I really, truly enjoyed just, like I said, sharing the backcourt with him. Here's uh, Mike Brown summing up Steph Curry's performance. Steph was, he, he was elite. He did what he was supposed to do. He put these guys on his back and he said, we're not losing tonight and I'm going to make sure that that happens. So you give Steph a, 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 a ton of credit for doing exactly what he was supposed to do. Heck of a performance by him. The, the other part to it is, and it's interesting, um, I was coaching my son in AAU games yesterday morning. And we played two games, and then we went and we watched the end of the Knicks game. And the Warriors game was about to start, and we, uh, we played our championship game. We lost by two, and we get in the car, and it's like a, the Kings are up a couple points to start the game. And I said, uh, and all the boys were betting, I don't know, five, ten bucks on different teams in different series. And I said, um, hey, dude, you could have taken a lot of money off your buddies. He's like, how? I said, you should have taken the Warriors. And I think they were losing at the time it was in the first half. It's like, Dad, the Kings are going to win. And I said, um, I feel like the old man now, but I'm going to tell you something which is uh, time-tested and it's completely true. 
Game sevens are different, right? Playoffs are different than regular season. Regular season is different than preseason. And game sevens are different than the playoffs and the regular season than anything else. And you have to have lost this game in order to win this game. And generally, it's not always the case because there is a point in which you age out. There is always the moment where the mantle is passed. But you have to have done it before in order to actually do it the first time. And he goes, Dad, that doesn't make sense. I said, okay. And we watched the game. And then the game was over and he goes, yeah, that makes complete sense now. You have to feel the pain before you taste the champagne. The Grizzlies learned they poked the wrong bear. And the Kings... They weren't ready for that. Just like Steph said. And if you haven't done it before, it's hard to actually do it and complete the task. Steph Curry is incredible. Of course, I'm the guy who was on SportsCenter at the time and didn't think he was going to be a star as a pro. You know who else didn't think he was going to be a star as a pro? The Golden State Warriors. When they traded for Andrew Bogut, they offered up the Bucks. Monte Ellis or Steph Curry, and the Bucks chose Monte Ellis. So wait, wait. So not only did the Bucks make the wrong decision, but the Warriors even offering him potentially as in a trade were making the wrong decision. And this is after he played two years in the NBA. And the reason they needed Andrew Bogut, by the way, is because Bogut's a great passer. He had to surround a guy or either of them as great scorers with somebody else who could run the team or who could facilitate where they could play without the basketball. A genius trade, which changed. And of course, getting rid of Mark Jackson, who tried to make Steph into a point guard, a scoring point guard. That that didn't work either. It had a ceiling. This is kind of limitless. Letting him roam free, playing with and without the basketball and running all over the place. And they play off of that. It's incredible. But yeah, I'm the guy. Didn't think he was going to be a great pro. Thought if you read my work, you can go back and Google. I thought he'd be like a Jeff Hornacek type. I was wrong. But I'm not wrong on this. Steph Curry's an unbelievable player. But please stop with the greatest point guard of all time. Hey, Magic Johnson's the greatest point guard of all time. He thoroughly and completely dominated and owned the NBA along with Larry Bird for a complete decade. He played 12 years. He made it nine NBA finals. He won five championships and uh, he led the league in assists. Uh, you know, I think it was four, maybe five times. He's incredible. And it's not just about assists. He could score. He could do whatever it took to help his team win the game. And he made everybody else around him better. That's what great point guards do. Steph is an incredible shooter scorer. In any conversation, is the greatest shooter scorer in the history of the sport. He has changed the sport. So did Magic. Hey, there weren't six, nine point guards ever before Magic. Now there were. Then there became a run on them in the NBA where everybody wanted a big point guard. Same thing has happened where everybody wants a Steph Curry. Trey Young is a not as good version of a Steph Curry. And part of it is the pieces in place aren't as good or aren't as well put together as the Warriors. Some of that's luck. But the point is that when you say things like that, you, you, it just makes you cringe because if you want to say Steph's a point guard, that's fine. Then we got to say LeBron's a point guard. And everybody knows LeBron has had a better career than Steph, even if he's not the shooter scorer of Steph. And oh yeah, by the way, as much as he's not the same, the same shooter, Last time I checked, LeBron James is actually the all-time scoring leader in NBA history. And I don't think he's a great, he's a, scoring is the best thing he does. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, it's interesting that we think, we being sports media, think that what we talk about is directly related to if something is successful and somehow plays a part in the ratings. Here's what's fascinating about the NFL draft, right? The attendance was outstanding, although I'm always curious about, as I point out to Monsi, the 312,000 people watched the draft. Like, how do we know that number? Well, the, the grounds look relatively full. There's a certain math to it. How do you know which people came back for a second day? If it's free to attend, how do we know how many people repeated and how many people are different? Did everybody give out their email addresses and they went through, there's 312,000 people? Like, what is the math there? So I call bull chips on the math of the 312,000 people. But I also think it's one of those deals where in many ways, we think of sports as, hey, we're going to talk about what most people are talking about. I don't think it's the NFL draft today. I think the timing of the NBA games and of game seven 
and the fact that, you know, LeBron is going to take on Steph. Maybe this is the basketball person in me, but I, I just, I try and get a sense of what is popular today. And the NFL draft is not really a topic of discussion. The Thursday draft Obviously, it's a great lead-up. All last week was draft week, and Friday is a reaction. After than that, after that, it becomes, it becomes that kind of weird subculture of, hey, I'm going to check out. I know who's the best available in the fifth round. Ratings and attendance a total success, but is it a success if we're not talking about it coming off the weekend? Right, the NFL traditionally owns Sundays. In this case, it only owned Thursday. But the things we learn about the NFL, and I ta- I'll talk a little bit more about this in the pod. Jay Stu, did you see the Deion Sanders tweet? I did, yeah. It was um, um, about the HBCU players. Right. Is that, and he's, uh, a, he's ashamed that only one of them went. Okay, so uh, what, is in, what do you believe is insinuated? In his in his beliefs that the HBCUs are overlooked and and why are they overlooked? Correct that uh, that the NFL doesn't put the resources into scouting the HBCU as much as they do the major colleges. Right. Um, did and, they? Have and maybe ra- and maybe the racial aspect is a second angle to that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'd like look if there's one thing we've learned and I've tried to preach for several years that the that the NFL is a meritocracy to people who think well listen there's 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 always a racial bias when it comes to no there's not okay there's just not you're you have one goal and that's to win football games that is what you're hired that is why you're fired that's it if you win football games right obviously criminal things off the field, but criminal things off the field lead to you being off the team or you hurt in the culture or everything with the team. And it makes it harder to win games. But the point is that just like, like no one said boo and rightfully so that the top 10 draft picks, regardless of position, were all black top three quarterbacks. They weren't drafted because they're black. They drafted because on merit, they're there, right? Just on merit period. And, and I was told that the reason that Will Levis sat and waited so long was guys just didn't like him as much. They just didn't. Likeability is a huge factor at the quarterback position. And what's interesting is you do get the one-sided argument of, well, you know, like if it's a depending on a different quarterback, well, we're, we're only critical of, no, we're critical of all quarterbacks. Every draft pick is viewed under a fine-tooth comb. So I don't, I'm going to guess, I'm going to hope that Dion, the reason he sent a tweet was like, he still thinks he's trying to do right by the HBCUs. And yeah, man, I, I can't, I'm, I'm ashamed. Like, what are you ashamed of? It's basically between one double a and division two, II, division three football. That's where somewhere it resides. Where somewhere it resides. He's, he's in sales mode. And like at some point in time, you have to be in reality mode. And this, by the way, was my whole argument for why you shouldn't go there if you want to become an NFL player. Because you don't practice against the best, you don't play against the best. Don't believe me? 
Look at all the guys taken from Alabama and Georgia in the SEC. Or at TCU. I mean, the, our Chargers took like half of TCU's team. But I, I just, it was a, a comically bad and one of those, one of those tweets to where I think anybody with a, with a brain looks and goes like, he's kidding, right? Like he's, he's really kidding. And there was no smiling emoji. There was no LOL emoji. But I don't know. My big takeaway from the draft is like, it, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of noise before the draft. It wasn't that interesting a draft beforehand. It's harder to follow players because of the transfers and the transfer portal in college. Um, and the quarterback positions, like Anthony Richardson makes sense to the Colts. I don't know what his ceiling's like, and I don't know. And I, I, would, I would say that both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson have really, really helped Richardson in that, you know, even more. And Jalen Hurts to a, to a similar extent as well, where you have – you know, Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator of Philadelphia. And similarly, you will try and kind of start off easy, run the football a ton, design runs, even out of dropbacks. A lot of things they did in Philadelphia do for Anthony Richardson. And you'll see if, like Josh Allen, he can improve his accuracy. If, like Lamar Jackson, he can improve some of his accuracy. If he can, he'll be great. And if he can't, we'll be on this, this you know, merry-go-round of another quarterback coming up in Indy. So... I mean, we we make these statements. I've heard people say, well, you know, ESPN was focusing on Will Levis too much. It was a gigantic story. He was reportedly a top five pick. Some people believed in play for number one overall, if not for number four. And he sat there the entire night. And Jason has a little bit of a crush on the girlfriend. Is that, is that accurate, Jay? Oh, no, I would never say that. Um I've learned because I do a bachelor podcast and I, my co-host and I have learned that most of the women we're talking about today uh, were born um, in, you know, after the year 2000. So I try to refrain from saying any of these women are hot or, you know, I'd like to uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, she's a very attractive woman. And I think she took her 15 minutes of fame and tried to uh, capitalize on it. And I'm guessing she got an upgrade in Instagram follows. No question. No question. And she was dressed like she was on The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. You're right. Right? Like, wouldn't Uh, that be cool if he had the rose? Like, will you accept this rose even though I wasn't drafted in the first round? Of course I will. And then they should have, like, have her sit down and go, like, you know, I know that Will is hurting because he wasn't drafted today, but I I think I'm falling for him. I think I'm falling for him. Yes, John. I mean... I don't want to say it's a crapshoot, right, Doug? But, I mean, you go there, and there is always that chance. Unless someone told him, maybe his agent or somebody else said, don't worry, man, you're going to go in the first round. But otherwise, it's it's pretty much you just take a chance, and and things like that can happen. Uh, They can happen, but usually the NFL doesn't want to invite you unless they have a really strong feeling that you're going to get drafted. So does that mean that an NFL team thought twice at maybe the last minute? I think some. I, I think teams did think. You know, it's like the the Texans dra- uh, traded up to go two and three so they could get a quarterback. Some people thought maybe they maybe they'd pass on a quarterback and you know take Hendon Hooker later, and they chose to take him. And then the Colts taking Anthony Richardson kind of changed people's perspective. There are people that really liked Anthony Richardson, and then you got to a place where most teams have their quarterback. This is actually one of the reasons that Lamar Jackson didn't have. Um, huge value on the trade market 
It wasn't because people don't think Lamar Jackson's great, but it's like, okay, so I have to trade away two first-round picks and give him the biggest contract ever. I know he didn't get the biggest contract ever, but anyway, stick with me for a second. When a lot of teams think, you know, outside the ones that took a quarterback, we're good at quarterback. You know, or we're good enough at quarterback. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, John, it's generally you got to play him. You know, because it's only really a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. you got to play him, and dudes play earlier now than ever. Right, because I saw something today where I think it was Jim Irsay said, like, oh, Anthony Richardson will play. He's going to be like, he's the coach's quarterback. So, yeah, I guess if you pick him, what, whatever, fourth they fifth they picked him, I guess you needed to play him. You do. Uh, I just learned that uh, Discover Credit Cards does something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double your cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. The cash back for trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though, see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Here's, here's a quick question for you guys. Okay, I, wa- I went into yesterday's game, Warriors versus the Kings, and I was supremely confident in the Warriors supremely confident in the Warriors. And then they made their third quarter run, and then they continued their run, and even though nobody could make a free throw in the third quarter, and the Kings really just, they tried to, they tried to run, to, to make a push in the fourth quarter and never could, could just could never get a hold of, of Steph Curry, uh, of the offensive rebounding of, of Kevon Looney. Um, the, the Warriors did a great job of running him off the three-point line, so... There were mostly twos in the fourth quarter. Jay Stu, when going into that game, is was that what feeling did you honestly have? Well, I was first of all going into the game. I was recovering from the thirty-six hours of being completely surprised they didn't close them out in uh, on Friday's game. Yeah, that's true. That was like a that was a stunner. Like, and you could tell by a lot of people that follow the sport, like on Twitter and stuff. They they didn't see that coming Friday night at all. So you really had no idea what was going to happen yesterday. Um, I think most people thought the Kings were going to finish it off. What did you think? I, I've been I've been rooting so hard for the Warriors. I kind of have uh, rose-colored uh, goggles on this one. Purple. Um, I thought the Warriors were going to finish. Yeah. I don't know. I just I turned to my son and I was just like, dude, just trust me on this one. I've watched the NBA for a better part of 40 years. Uh, it's not the officiating that everybody, oh, it's the officiating. Like, no, it's not. Just, you have to have been through that to get through that. Yes, to Ramos. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I was just telling Jason before you asked him the actual question, which was, they've been there. I mean, I did it. Did you? I and they were down a couple of times, right, Doug, in like the yeah. first half and early third quarter, and they just never. And if you heard Draymond talk about it in his podcast, he's like, "I never felt we were going to lose that game with Steph Curry on his." Well, everybody role. says that, by the way, after oh. the game is over. <laughs> I just knew Steph was going to go off. Did you? Did you tell anybody that, or did you keep that inside? I just knew we were never going to lose that game. Really? Did you tell him? Did you? Or these feelings you just kept inside? <laughs> kept close to the heart. Another thing, too, along the experience line, Sabonis has to go to the handshake line after that series. And I think that, like, one of those, I think that's one of those learning moments. Like, maybe the next time he's in a big series like that, he'll man up, and no matter how contentious it was, he'll give the handshake. So was it was it contentious? Is that why, like, because of the him and Draymond thing? Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling it was, but, yeah, he walked off. He also played terribly in the fourth quarter. 
in the in the third and fourth quarter. I don't think he scored a point. He had 16 and a half. I'm not sure he scored a point the rest of the game. Right? So I I don't I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that it wasn't because he was uh, he was being a, a, let's just say baby is a, a better term than the one that everybody else used. He ended up with 22 points, but I don't think he scored a point in the third quarter when they made that run. But the, the, the second half was a complete annihilation. You win the third quarter, which the Warriors seemingly always do, 35 to 23, win by 12, and then the fourth quarter by 10. Right? You're down, down two at the half. You win by 20. That's a complete annihilation. Steph Curry, 20 of 38, 50 points, six assists, eight rebounds. Don't you think Steph's most impressive, Doug, when he goes to the rim, though? And I mean, we know he could hit the three-pointers, but when he just weaves his way to the basket, I mean, that's pretty impressive for, you know, I think. I think that's... Well, his, his flip shots and his finishing yes. shots are, um, he continues to improve. Yeah, no, people fall in love with him hitting those dagger threes. And he was still, 7 of 18 is still actually a good percentage. It's not bad. Well, crazier, did you see that this is the first game ever that he and Clay Thompson had both missed two free throws in? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was a crazy stat. In baseball, I guess it would be like they don't make a lot of errors in the game. That yeah, those be, are errors, It would be right? like pick your two best infielders yes. ever. There's never been a game in which they both made an error, and they both made an error. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stug Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. Marty Morningwig, former NFL head coach of the Lions. He won a Super Bowl, co- Super Bowl as an assistant coach as well. He'll join us after we hear from Monsi Bolaños. But first, let me... Yes, uh, I love this Joe Schoen quote. He's the Joe's the general manager of the New York Giants. He said this about people's draft grades of his draft. In April, I mean, it's the the social media rankings and everything like that. You know, that's it's about what we do this fall and you know how we go out there and compete. You know, when it matters and how we continue to build this off season and get bigger, faster, stronger through our strength program and then you know how we prepare and execute in August. You know, I think there's a process and do I like some of the, you know the guys we drafted? Yeah. Um, I I saw this. This is from last April. Last April, draft grades, right? Um, the Cardinals had an A, the Falcons, a B plus, right? The Ravens, Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, uh, they got an A, the Buffalo Bills, A. Now, part of it is some of the stuff, I mean, remember last year, Carolina Panthers, A minus. Matt Corral was their second pick, a quarterback out of Ole Miss. He gets hurt, misses the year, and of course, everything falls apart you have a you get the number one overall pick, and he's a quarterback. That means Matt Corral becomes a completely useless draft pick. And remember, it was their their first day grade that was an A. That's because they got uh, Iki Iquano. Uh, but I just look back at last year's draft grades, and they don't necessarily correlate. They just don't. Last year, the Dallas Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa in the first round. Their first day draft grade was a C. Tyler Smith's a good player. He's a starter. You know, coming out of Tulsa, they got him at 24 in the first round. That's a great pick. That's an A+. But, again, because of how he was viewed by whomever this is from NFL.com, wrote, wrote you know, did the postscript. And this is Chad Reuter, who's a draft analyst. And I'm not trying to diminish Jeff Reuter, but not crazy accurate. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, Marty Morningwig's a former head coach of the Lions, of course, one assistant coach, won a Super Bowl as an assistant coach. I mean, his entire professional life has been spent around football. He's now a member of the 33rd team. Remember, 33rdteam.com provides unparalleled NFL insight for fans, fantasy players, and betters through unmatched roster of NFL experience contributors, including executives, head coaches, and players. Just go to the the 33rd, that's 33rdteam.com this week and find out how their unmatched roster of NFL decision makers graded your team's draft. So these are actual people that matter, not social media, not idiots like me, guys that matter. Marty, I, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, what were your thoughts on Bryce Young, who scores off the charts in just about every category as a quarterback, but but he's tiny. What were your thoughts on him being the number one overall pick? 
Doug. Come on. I'm a 5'10 quarterback, ex-quarterback back in the day. So I know all about 5'10 type of quarterbacks. I've coached some of these guys that are 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot. Steve Young, Mike Vick, Jeff Garcia, and many more. So, so there's not many of them, right? There's just not many of them, right? And you are taking a little bit of a calculated risk when any player at any position, but especially the quarterback position, is just a little bit undersized. And you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. When you're deficit of something, and let's just say Bryce Young with his height and weight to some extent, right? All right, when you're deaf of that, you almost have to walk on water in all other aspects, right? You have to be superior, just fantastic in all these other aspects. And what are the aspects? It's decision-making and accuracy and timing and gut instincts. Trust your training and turn it loose. And he's got all of that. So there's no question in my mind that he's going to be a fantastic National Football League quarterback. Okay, what about C.J. Stroud? Uh, the S2 test is a processing test. It's like the new and advanced Wonderlick. He scored poorly on it. H- how much pause would that give you if you, were, if you were selecting for the Texans? Doug, everything is important when you're going through, well, in general life it is, but certainly when you're going through the draft process, everything's important. That test is important, right? All right, but, but you take that test, and you, it's, it's kind of like you ask why, right? And, and then there might be a reason or two, and maybe you retest them or whatever. All right, so, so some people are saying that uh, because of that, he won't be very good pre-snap, uh, you know, changing plays, depending on front uh, coverage, you know, these type of things. I don't buy that because, because once you get to know him, and, and let me tell you, they know him inside and out. You play to a player's strengths, and especially a quarterback's strengths. So, so if, if he's lacking – uh, uh, in the huddle, well, don't 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 huddle. Go no huddle. If he's lacking at the line of scrimmage, then huddle and then give him basics things until he grows and grows and grows. And I, it was always my thought: well, a young, inexperienced quarterback is in a league game in the National Football League. Let's not kid ourselves. All right, game plan wise and and experience wise, we are not going to be as good situationally so how do we how do we give ourselves a chance to be uh, uh somewhere in there uh, equal to where we were with our 10-year vet that's hurt and on the bench let's say well you give him plays that directly correlate to his strengths so i i he's got everything else right he's got everything else uh, except this test so i i can discount that just a little bit but i will say play to the player's strengths Period. Um, there are a, a lot of questions about Anthony Richardson in terms of accuracy. Um, no doubt, like, scores off the charts athletically. Um, let's say you're a head coach. You talk about playing to a guy's strength. They bring in a, Shane Steichen as a head coach who did the same thing as an offensive coordinator with Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles. But then the question is, like, do you play him right away? Do you develop him? What do you do? You've coached right. in this league. As you said, you've coached different types of quarterbacks. What are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, first, you can do it either way. You can throw him to the wolves. And as long as he comes out of it, out of the mess, because you've got to put him through hell, right? Uh, Just because of experience, right? Lack of experience. As long as he comes out of it the other end, 
right, mentally and physically, right, then he'll be even stronger, even better if you do it that way. And then, and then if you do it the other way and you train him for a year or two, a la Patrick Mahomes, you, you, you know, he, he, he started the last game of the season as a rookie because it was a throwaway game. Troy Aikman, on the other hand, went 0-11 as a starter, as a rookie. But he came out of it the other end even better and won many Super Bowls. That's plural. Super Bowl. So you can do it either way. And I'm sure before they drafted him, they set a plan for him. Now, let's get to his qualities because he was the most intriguing. I'm talking Richardson out of Florida. He was the most intriguing prospect to me. And I'll tell you why. 53% completion percentage. Okay, you better dig into that and ask why, which I did. And, and, and all quarterbacks will become more accurate. Some make a huge jump. Some don't, right? So, so 53% accurate. A 6-7 and seven record, a losing record at Florida, and only 13 excuse me, only 13 total starts. You better dig into all of that and ask why, because, because you put the film on or you see him in person, this man has the wow factor. I mean, this man is a natural passer of the football with a big arm. I mean, it is just a natural motion, and, and, and he throws it with velocity, and that does not correlate with that 53% completion percentage. I was unimpressed. With the receivers at Florida, I thought they, they, they should, if, if they were great receivers, they should have made some of those catches and many of them for touchdowns, right? And then, and then the guys who got size, strength, and speed. He runs a four-four. Now he's not Lamar; he's more straight line. But he's the man that when I evaluate him, I go, "Oh man, I would love to get my hands on him and put him through a training uh, method." Because if you take talent with excellent coaching methods and teaching methods and then sometimes it's years of hard work you come out with a fabulous starting quarterback in the national football league this guy is a talented talented young man now the risk what's the risk losing record 53 percent can he overcome all of that um marty Morningwings, our guest here on the doug gottlieb show on fox sports radio aaron Rodgers gets traded from the packers to the Jets. Let's start with the Jets. What's the likelihood of success for the Jets? The Jets just made themselves relative with the, with the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'll tell you why. They've got, at worst, a very good defense. Solid special teams. And then you acquire one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. Now, what, 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 what's the risk here? What's the risk? You gave up uh, some ammo in the future. I'm talking draft picks, right? Okay, so you gave up just a little bit, and you're paying him quite a little bit, so you got a little salary. Okay, so, so we understand those two things. But the New York Jets thought, and I think uh, coming out of last year, that they were uh, not a good quarterback, but a great quarterback away from making a big-time run. And I'm talking big-time run. Deep into the playoffs, maybe even a Super Bowl run. And they've got, they've got a, a possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers. Here's the risk they take, right? Injury risk. That's about the only risk they take by doing this. And they're giving their team a chance uh, to be the very best that, that they can be. You know, they'd be wasting a heck of a defense if they didn't acquire a great quarterback. And then, look, at Aaron's going to be 40 
uh, by the time they play this year. So the age is sneaking in there just a little bit. But I, I, I've watched Aaron for many, many, many years. This man can still play the quarterback position at an extremely high level. He can still run and gun with the best of them. You've got an experienced uh, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that you added to your young, tough, physical type of team, uh, especially on defense. Marty Morning is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, what about the Packers? Um, feels like it's a very good roster, and you have Jordan Love. They have not yet committed to the fifth-year option for, for Jordan Love. What do you think the likelihood of their successes in the NFC North with a completely new quarterback replacing a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, doesn't that seem a little odd that they, they, they haven't pulled the trigger on that fifth year uh, for love? So they, they may not know. They should know. But they may not know if he's the next Aaron Rodgers. Now, the Green Bay Packers have been a couple decades. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And now if love can be like a Joe Montana to Steve Young to Jeff Garcia, now they can still win a bunch of games and go on some runs. <clears throat> but if Jordan Love is not at least to the quality of Jeff Garcia, let alone uh, Aaron or, or Brett, uh, then they're in some trouble. I, I, I think they've got some holes in their team that they haven't quite filled yet. That's I, that, to say the least. Um, you come out of the draft, and who impressed you? What front office impressed you the most? The Philadelphia Eagles. This is the, one of the, well, top two teams. They, they lost the Super Bowl. This is one of the top two teams in the National Football League, and they end up getting, debatably, uh, the best player in the draft at number nine. They went from 10, moved up to nine to get Jalen Carter. Uh, they're out of, out of Georgia. Now, the Eagles, I know the Eagles because I was there for over a decade. I know how the Eagles think and what their philosophy is. They always want to build a team inside out. And by that, I mean O-line, D-line, you know, O-line to protect the passer, D-line to get after the opposing quarterback, right? And then get your quarterback, and they've got, they've got a great one in Jalen, right? And then, and then cover guys. That's the way they want to build their team. So they get Jalen Carter at number nine, and they're the second-best team in the National Football League and just got the best player coming out of the draft. Then at 30, I was expecting them to move back because one of their other philosophies is to acquire draft picks. Right, gives you a little bit more ammo. I suspected they were going to move down, but no. This Nolan Smith, the linebacker out of Georgia, another Georgia player, was left on the board. And then they go get they go get Steen from Alabama. He's an offensive tackle. It gives my man one of the great line coaches in the NFL, Jeff Stoutland. And it gives him some more ammo. So you can see their philosophy: two defensive front type players and an offensive tackle. That's their thought process. That's their mentality. That's the way they want to build a team. Marty, awesome stuff, man. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Obviously, we, we know that people should go to the 33rdteam.com for unmatched roster of uh, NFL decision makers like yourself and others. Thanks so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's great to be with you anytime. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.